We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumski coming to you from Northfield, Minnesota. And this is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, where I serve as pastor at Ascension Lutheran Church. And together we are wrestling, wrestling with the basics. basics. Um, Matt, you know, we're, we're kind of offering ourselves as an alter- alternative to uh, uh, social media out there, Facebook, TikTok, uh, those other things. Um, That's right. But I re- I realize that puts a profound obligation upon us that, that we need to get important information out to our listeners. And I have a very, very important announcement uh, that we need to make this morning. Uh, so if you don't mind, if I have just a second before we get started with our Bible study. Oh, no, please do, John. Yeah, please. But I don't know if you noticed uh, that, that Hershey's, Hershey's announced uh, that there will be a shortage of Halloween candy this year. They um, already know. They already oh, know, no. yeah, that there's going to be yeah. a lack... So, so what I would suggest to you kids out there that are listening to us, I think you're probably going to need to start uh, trick-or-treating earlier this year. Um, now, I, I'm not going to say when. Uh, I mean, maybe tonight. Maybe you ought to get started this evening. You'll probably have to go maybe four or five, maybe even a half dozen times before you'll get the same kind of candy that you ever got other years. But I just wanted to alert all of our kids out there that that's something they probably should consider and they probably should get at it as soon as they possibly can. Now, now of course, part of the problem will be, Matt, is that people say, what are you doing here in the middle of August? <laughs> okay. That, that could happen, John. That could be an issue. <laughs> well, well, in the event that people haven't been listening to Wrestling with the Basics, <laughs> that, that's indeed. That's there's a very possible. few people that haven't yeah. been listening who well, aren't in saying, the know on the cutting edge. Just, just say, well, you know, you should be listening to Wrestling with the Basics, that's and then right. you'd know there's a shortage of Halloween candy, and that's why we're coming early. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, good, good solution, John. Yeah, not not stock up early, not, you know, be content with a little less, but no, it's just just start now. <laughs> start now. Start Get now. your empty pillowcases out and <laughs> start tonight, kids. <laughs> so, Matt. Oh uh, well, I, well, John, one yeah, second. Yeah, I, sure. Inquiry minds want to know. I've, I've had this question asked of me. Um when we're talking about social media stuff, we a couple of people have noticed that you've 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 referred to Tic Tac. Yes, yeah. Well, you're older. You're probably not. The, 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 the cool people like me are into the Tic Tac. That's that thing. That's, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> there's also see. There's an, also another popular uh, app out there, uh, a video streaming thing that. That, that's actually called TikTok, and and people oh, really? are, I think we're just wondering is that is that related to TikTok or, or well, is I, that I, I, I've never heard of TikTok okay. before. Okay, all right, well, okay. check it out sometime. John. To check that out. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the little candies that oh! you get. <laughs> I, okay, all right, so, right. Okay. all right. I think we're I think we're getting there, John. You might. Are we <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking social media. 
You might want to check out. <laughs> maybe that's not. Maybe I don't understand what social media is all about. That's what I'm thinking now. <laughs> ask, ask, ask the grandkids. They'll, they'll sort it all out for you. <laughs> uh and, and so you mean uh, myspace is not that's not a deal anymore either is that well, I don't, i'm not <laughs> sure that might be defunct no but i i did get an email from someone uh, a you? listener asking you know is pastor john does he really is he aware <laughs> that it's not tic tac <laughs> Of course I do. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so anyway, we, we've been doing a, a nice, fun summer series about uh, stories that we should know and, and we should share. Um, and you had a really excellent story. Uh, but, but what I thought was interesting about the story you had last week is that it's a story we all know but, but, but is misunderstood. Could you yeah. just like in a few minutes review with everyone about that misunderstood story that everyone should know and everyone should share? Yeah, so David and Goliath was the story. And boy, if you're talking about uh, familiar stories, uh, even if you're not a Christian, you probably at least have heard of David and Goliath. And yet I think we reduce that story to sort of the, the little guy beats the big guy, right? Yeah. The, the weak beats the strong. The underdog wins. And I think we all like a good underdog story. It's in the movies. You know, even we talked about how even in the history of our nation here in the United States, at least we're kind of the underdogs against the British initially. But the story of David and Goliath is about so much more than that. It's about uh, the Lord's strength, right? It's about David. He should have lost. David, in and of himself, uh, had no power against his champion Goliath, a completely insufficient and it's not that David with his little slingshot and his rocks outmaneuvered Goliath and, and uh, was strategic and, and the, the little guy beat the big guy. Uh, it's, it's not that at all. In fact, it's, it's what David said. The battle is the Lord's. Uh, and we see the Lord gives that victory to David and works through this one who is, is really insignificant, a teenager, the least person, the, the last person you'd expect. And yet the Lord works through him to defeat Goliath. And then we also pointed ahead. I don't think you can talk about David and Goliath without talking about David's son, greater son, Jesus Christ, uh, the one who would be born of a virgin, a humble birth, uh, grow up in uh, the, the backwoods town of Nazareth, uh, seems so insignificant. And yet uh, Jesus is the one, of course, who defeats the, the greatest of Goliaths, uh, sin and death and the devil himself. Um, so yeah, lots to be learned from from uh, David and Goliath, and it's all centered in in the Lord God as the one who gives the victory. So, so it's it's not about that the little guy beats the big guy, but it is about exactly. God. God overcomes all evil, including our own sinfulness. Um, and, and again, He does it not by beating up, but by being beaten up. That that's the irony of that thing. That's how He does it is by the cross. Um, so I've, I've got another story that's very familiar, and, and, but again, I think it's, it's misunderstood. And, and I think this story is so short, we can just read it, Matt, and then okay. we can go back and talk about it. It Great. is a story of Martha and Mary as recorded in Luke 10, uh, verse 38. Do you want me to read or you want to read or how do you want to handle this, Matt? Um, I'm, I'm happy to read, John. You want me to just okay, do yeah, 38 just, through the yeah. end of the account? 38 yeah. through uh, 42? Yeah. Okay. It says, now, as they went their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she called, and she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. 
But Martha was distracted with much serving. She went up to him and said to Jesus, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you're anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So I'm sure you've preached on this text before. It's it's in the uh, lectionary. It comes up every three years. Uh, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but but how do you think this text is, is usually handled? How do you, people usually hear this text? What's the lesson? What's the point? So yeah, I think you know when you if we if we just really oversimplify and and just on the surface, right? I think on the surface it looks like a, a case of uh, don't be don't be too busy for Jesus, right? You know, yeah. here is is Martha. She's she's serving, getting things ready, which is that's a commendable thing, right? It's not bad, uh, but yet Mary makes time for for Jesus, sits at his feet. And I think you know one way to to really reduce the stories is you know uh, make sure you make time for Jesus. Yeah, and, and I like that. I like that. That's very simple to the point. I, I, what you said originally is particularly, don't be too busy for Jesus. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I came to it this year, and, and and that's what the thing is, when you've done it for 40 years, you, you, you've done it over and over again. Uh, but you and I have reflected on this. It's amazing how when you come back to it, there's things you see there that you didn't see. Yes, times You did it before. Yep. And, and, and it occurred to me that that I think people might hear the story and say, oh, yeah, God likes it better when you're doing religious stuff than when you're doing worldly stuff. That God really likes religious people more than people that are doing more earthly, worldly things. Uh, and it dawned on me, I don't think that really is what, what the text is saying. Um, I mean, the first thing that struck me is what what is the religious thing that that Mary is doing here? Well, that Mary's so Mary's is simply sitting at Jesus' feet. She's just listening to his teaching. Oh, thank you, Matt, because that's the point, right? I, I, and you hit it right on the head. It's not that she's sitting at his feet looking at her phone. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. No, man, because you crystallized the TikTok, <laughs> yeah, the TikTok. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever the case might be. <laughs> Checking her Facebook page. <laughs> the MySpace. <laughs> Which is what we do now when we sit at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But no, you're right. from the pulpit before, and uh, yeah, there's been a few cell phones out. And people are looking down, but it's not out of piety and prayer. No, it's <laughs> looking at their cell phones. <laughs> well, and, and you know, I've actually done that in church, and I'm, I'm wondering what the pastor's thinking, but I have my Bible on my phone, and I'm actually looking at the pastor. Oh, Oh, yeah, sure, John. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I've got my Bible on the phone, that's, Pastor. That's what it is, Matt. I've got my Bible on the phone. Yep, yep. I'm sticking by that story. Uh, <laughs> um, so, 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 yeah. So that that's the thing. If we want to talk about religious activity, what she's doing, she's listening to the words of Jesus. That's what she's doing. A good student sits at the feet of his teacher. Uh, in our culture, it'd be you're at the front of the class, you're leaning forward, listening to everything the teacher has to say. Okay, yes. um, but but here's the other thing, and you you kind of you already said it. Uh, if you look closely at the text, it, it in no way denigrates what what Martha's doing. Uh, what does it say Martha did there in verse 38? How, how did she, what did she do to Jesus? And, and by the way, all, all the people that were with him, you know, he's got his entourage with him. It's never just Jesus alone. Uh, what, right. what's, what, what's the word that's used there? Yeah, she's got a lot of mouths to feed, it sounds like. And yet yeah. Martha still, the word is, is welcomed him and, into and her you, house. 
Well, if you go if you go in the Bible, that man, that's absolutely what we're supposed to be doing. Uh, you, you got your Bible handy there, Matt. Uh, Always he, Hebrews thirteen two. Let me get my my Bible app, John, on my phone. Okay. <laughs> on your phone, <laughs> that's right. Okay, Hebrews thirteen two. Uh, Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. All right, an allusion, of course, to what happened with Abraham when the Lord and a couple angels showed up, and Abraham welcomed them through a big uh, party, killed the fattened yes. calf, all that. That, um, and, and in fact, go, go to, you know, in the judgment scene, I think it's pretty clear what it is that Jesus wants us to do. If you look for a short summary of what we ought to be doing, it's what Jesus is going to bring up at the final judgment. And what does he say at the final judgment? Matthew twenty-five thirty-five. There, Matt. Yes, yeah, so Jesus simply says, I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. And there's yeah. that word so this, welcome again. This is important stuff that she's doing. I think it's also interesting that, that it said that she is serving. In verse 40, it says she is serving. And again, this is such a crucial term. Uh, uh, Ephesians 4.12, Matt. Yeah. Uh, Paul writes, to equip the saints for the work of service, for building up the body of Christ. This is what we're here for. Why, why do you think we have a Christian church? Why do you think God hasn't taken you and me to heaven? Because we're here for works of service. In fact, it's why Jesus came. You, you brought up Jesus a moment ago oh, in the yeah. story of, uh, you know, uh, uh, David and Goliath. Well, read what Jesus says, Matthew 20, 28. Oh, yeah, I love this verse. Uh, yeah. Even as the Son of Man, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So so God really, really liked what Martha was doing, too. It wasn't like he preferred Mary because Mary's at his feet and Martha's busy uh, doing the work. Uh, no, I, I think he, he liked both of them. Uh, but here's the problem. I noticed there were three words that were used in description of Martha. And here are the three words. Number one, she was distracted. It's yep, yep. much serving. And, and, and the Lord specifically says there in verse 41, what are the two things he says about Martha there at the beginning of verse 41, Matt? Yeah, at the beginning of verse 41, he says, uh, uh, you are anxious and troubled <laughs> about yeah. many things. Yeah. So, so you see, when you're serving, no, you shouldn't be anxious. You shouldn't be distracted. You, you're just doing what God has given you to do. What a joy it is to be able to serve people. Uh, but, but for some reason, something's gone wrong here with Martha. Uh, and, and I guess you alluded to this earlier, Matt, that it's probably understandable because, yeah, <laughs> Matt, honestly, have you ever come home? Have you ever come home and said, hey, Lisa, I know this is kind of a last minute deal, but could you kind of fix up supper for me and 12 of my closest friends? <laughs> I know better than that, John. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she's, she's probably got every reason to be a little bit distracted and anxious and troubled. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I think if Martha had come up to Jesus and said, Jesus, you know, uh, we got a lot going on here. I'm trying to get a nice meal. I'm trying to welcome you. I'm trying to serve you. Uh, but man, I could really use some help from my my daughter, uh, my not my daughter, my sister. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and I think I think Jesus probably said, "Oh yeah, no no problem." Uh, I, I tell you what, let's get this tended to. I'll set the table. You guys get the meal ready, and when we're done, we can come back and uh, we'll sit and and teach a little more. 
but that's not dear old Martha. <laughs> oh that's man, that's not the approach she takes with Jesus. Is yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh yeah, Martha, I know, I've been there. So, so what's the problem with Martha's approach, as you said, Matt? Yeah, so her approach is instead of. <laughs> You know, instead of asking for help or, you know, like you said, kind of being a little more tactful maybe. And, and, uh, but her, her approach is you know, addressing Jesus himself saying, yes, yes, Lord, talking to you, yeah. Lord, master, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, she's accusing her sister really of wrongdoing on one yeah. hand. And the other hand, she's kind of bossing Jesus around, it sounds like to me, telling, telling <laughs> Jesus what's what. <laughs> well, yes, yeah. I'm thinking, ouch, really? Is that what you want to do? Don't you care? Don't you care, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> and yet, yet, like I said, I, we do it all the time when we get distracted and when we get anxious and troubled. Yeah. That's what, you, you, God must not care. Otherwise, why would I have all these problems? Don't you care? Don't you care? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, is it fair to say, John, you know, that, you know, the serving in and of itself isn't wrong, but no. it seems as though the, the spirit in which she's serving, perhaps we could say, was was off, you know, a spirit of distraction and anxiety and troubled heart. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm right, my sister's wrong type attitude. I mean, is that, I mean, I, again, you know, the takeaway isn't serving's bad, uh, but it's, I think... The, the, the spirit in which we serve perhaps has, has something to do with it too. And, and, and you know, obviously, I, I think our listeners probably realize that most of the stuff that we do, we've done before. <laughs> okay. Probably a sermon that was preached a couple of weeks earlier or whatever. Uh, and, and, you know, I had not thought of that particular angle. Uh, but you're absolutely right, isn't it? For her, the work was something she needed to do in order to impress Jesus and the disciples. Yeah. And, and, and of course, yeah, when we do our works that way, as if it's something we have to do in order to earn yeah. some uh, reward from God, some, you know, that God appreciates. Yeah, no, that's, that's how it ends up. It ends yeah. up with anxiety. Because um, I, you know, I think it, go ahead. Yeah, Matt, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, pastoral, even in, in the you know church, if someone is is a wonderful servant, so you know, at every every event, helping out, you know, putting away tables, cooking food, you know, but if they're doing it in a spirit of of anxiety and troubledness, or or thinking that somehow this is necessary for them to be right with God, um, you know, I need to have a conversation with them. You know, I, I appreciate their help and their serving. That's great, but. Um, boy, if, if the spirit or in which we serve is, is wrong, let's uh, we need to reflect on that. And, and as pastors, boy, we can certainly fall into that, too. You know, the harder I work as a pastor, the more, you know, hours I put into whatever, um, you know, the better pastor I am. Well, well, wait a second, you know, step back. What's the, the spirit in which you're serving? And, and boy, Matt, see, see, whenever I do a text, and I don't know, you do the same thing. We, we want, we want everything that's in there. And, and, and one of the things that that I left out when I when I preached on this text, and yet you've hit on it right on the head, is verse forty-two. It says, "But one thing is necessary." And and, and I hadn't thought about that. You're, you're right, Martha thought, "No, this is the thing that's going to make me good in the eyes of Jesus." Oh man, yeah. is he really going to love me because I'm serving him and welcoming him? She thought that was the thing that was necessary. Wow, what an insight, Matt! Thank you so much for pulling that verse in that I had I've, I had wrestled with, but I wasn't quite sure yeah. what to do with. But no, that isn't the necessary thing, is it? Good thing, like you said, but not the 
the necessary thing. Yeah. Uh, and for everyone out there then who is troubled and distracted and anxious, I, I love Jesus' answer, and, and let us all listen to this carefully, because how does the Lord answer? Read, read if you would, uh, just verse, well, actually just the very first two words there in verse 41 that he answers. In yeah, his answer. I, I wish I could hear the tone in Jesus' voice when he says this. I, I, I would just love to know. But he just says, he says, Martha, Martha. And, and Matt, you know the significance of the fact, don't you, that he repeats her name twice. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, we have other examples where, you know, a few times in the Bible where it's really, it seems like, uh, you know, compassion, you know, uh, you know, to, to say that name repeated. Yeah, yeah. When, when the name's repeated, you're right. It is a thing of pity. It's a thing of compassion, of yeah. concern. Yeah. Uh, David, David says when his son has died, my son, my son, Absalom, Absalom. Because you know, he's just, he. and Absalom was not a good son. Absalom led a rebellion, and yet it just tore David up. You know, he was so concerned. Uh, Jesus uh, talking about Peter, knowing that what Peter was going to do is deny him, and knowing that Peter didn't want to do that. But because Peter was going to try to, thought it was necessary again, Matt, just what you said before. He thought his good work, that's what was necessary. Yeah, that's exactly what he was going to do as his Lord. And again, he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you. And of course, my favorite is, is what Jesus does um, when he's approaching Jerusalem. And you know he loves Jerusalem. And you know all he wants to do is gather them together like a hen gathers their chicks. And again, in that verse, Luke 13, he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. So here's the first thing. If you're anxious and you come to the Lord Jesus and you think that maybe he doesn't care, the very first thing he's going to say to you is, yes, I do care. <laughs> okay. That's right. <laughs> Be so reassured. He does care. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone listen right now. If you have questions about whether Jesus cares, let me assure you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. He does care. He does care. However, there's one thing you need to understand, and that is summarized in the uh, uh, verse 42, if you could read that for us, Matt. Yeah, uh, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which shall not be taken away from her. Okay, uh, uh, and, and we have the good portion, uh, and, and the question is why? Why is sitting at the feet of Jesus, why is that the good portion, Matt? Any thoughts about that? Well, I think it's it's interesting because portion, it's kind of a, um, it's, it's, it's a meal term, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. There's yeah. Martha's for trying to prepare a meal, and the good portion is actually what Mary chose. Um, and then the, the one other, you know, thing I think is neat is, you know, the, the word portion is used in the Old Testament, and what's what's our portion? The the Lord is my portion. You know, that, that comes up again and again in the Psalms. The Lord is my portion. And uh, if that's what the portion is, the Lord, well, yeah, Mary's chosen better. She's, she's chosen Jesus. She's chosen to sit at his feet and listen. And, and so what is it distinctive about that portion, though, that, to, to choose the Lord? Uh, and, and yeah, you're right. There's a nice play on words here with the, the portion, because you're right. That is that is a that is an eating term. Uh, so we we divide things up. We give each portion, you know. And if you think about it that way, then the, the thing of necessity is interesting too, because really, 
it's all necessary. <laughs> we, we all, you know, I want to have, I want to have some of the potato. I want to have some of the, 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 the meat, whatever it might be, the steak or, you know, well, we probably should have some of the, a portion of the vegetables too, because <laughs> that's good for us. But, but did you catch what, what it says here? Why, why this is the good portion? What, what makes it, he actually says there at the end of the verse. Yeah. It, it will not be taken away from her. Yeah. Um, and and it's interesting. Well, I tell you what, we, we're almost out of time. So, Matt, if, if you don't mind, when we get together next week, let's take maybe five minutes or so. Yeah, uh, definitely. And we'll, we'll finish this up. What exactly was it about sitting at the feet of Jesus that is the, the good portion? And what does it exactly mean it will not be taken away from her? But let me ask you real quickly, what, what, do you, what story do you want to talk about then next week? Well, good question, John. So you're looking at some of these accounts that uh, you know we should we should know and we should also share. And I think one that oh, maybe is a little misunderstood too. I kind of oh, like good. to look at uh, Jesus' baptism. Um, so I think that'll work well because we can. I think we'll have enough time to talk about both next week, John. Okay, and if not, we'll just do what we did here. We'll go ahead and and uh, carry it over another episode. Uh, but so next week, why it is the good portion to sit at the feet of Jesus. And this has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. The basics.